All right, are y'all ready to jump in the Word? Well, that, that sounds pretty good. Early crowd, you guys are mellow sometimes. You got to, you know, be, be there with me. Uh, I so appreciate Josh last week. Didn't y'all appreciate Josh? Good stuff. Um, and uh, Tony, the week before, uh, it was interesting. About a month or so back, Tony and I were talking about what we were going to be preaching on. And uh, I realized as we talked that, that really both of, our sermon, both of our sermons or messages, whatever, um, were, were very much alike. And, and, and like, I, I even so much that as I walked away, I was like, well, Lord, do I need to preach something different? You know, because they kind of overlap each other some, and do I need to preach something different? And, and the Lord just reminded me that this particular message, Jesus preached it over 10 times. In, in as many different ways. And so I figure if he was the best at communicating and he had to tell them over 10 times, two times is not going to hurt you. you. You know, have you ever had to tell your kids more than once? I should say it this way. Is there anything you only had to tell them once? Right, 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 you know, I, I mean, uh, well, I, I am, I'm, I'm very excited um, about this, I really am. We're going to jump in, and uh, I, I'm going to set the stage with actually a scripture that is kind of a life verse, uh, one of my, I've got about five or six life verses uh, in other words, verses that I try to build my life on. I encourage that, all right? That you have some verses that like this, this is who God has asked me to be. Uh, anybody ever wondered what's God's will? Only five of you? <laughs> Let me introduce you to Jesus, <laughs> all right? Give your life to Jesus, all right? All right? Anybody ever wondered what God's will is? It's real simple. It's really simple. It really is. Matter of fact, even before Jesus came along, um, let's look at this. It's actually in Micah verse six, or chapter 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O mortal. Look at somebody and say, you're a mortal. It's kind of an interesting word. He's shown you what's good, and he's shown you what God's will is. One translation actually says it like that. He's shown you what the Lord requires of you, or what the Lord's will is. You're a mortal. What's God's will for mortals? <laughs> to act, what? Uh, to love and to walk humbly with your God. Write that down. Do justly, walk, or love mercy, and walk humbly. I think y'all need to say that with me. You're like, well, I'm writing. I can't do two things at once. All right. All right. Come on, everybody. Say it with me. Ready? Go. Do justly, love mercy, 
and walk humbly. There you go. Some of you, that, that's why you came today. That's God's will. That's his will. It, it really is. And in this upside down kingdom, did you know that every kingdom has a structure to it? <laughs> they call it a kingdom because there's a king. <laughs> there's a structure to a kingdom. There, there really is. And in the kingdom of God, did you know, matter of fact, write this down, there is the highest position. In the kingdom of God, there is such a thing as the highest position. You're like, no, we're all equal. Well, we're all equal in God's saving grace. Right? But in the kingdom of God, there is a highest position. There is a highest position. Matter of fact, Tony talked about this a little bit, and, you, and we've used this scripture a couple of times through this whole process, but I want us to look at Romans, actually, I just missed it. Am I missing a scripture? Oh, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, let, let's, let's back up. The, um, am I going the wrong way? I am. All right. Uh, the highest position, think about this. If, if you were to say, what is the highest position in the kingdom of God on the earth today? Some might say, well, that, that must be the apostle. That must be the apostle. Uh, an apostle is one that God uses literally to start things, to lay foundations. Start churches, plant things, that's an apostle, uh, all right? Uh, some would say, yeah, he's an apostle. Doesn't that sound important? Apostle. You got to say it like that, though. Everybody go, go, apostle. You got to put a little uh, in it, right? Right, he's an apostle. That guy is an apostle. That sounds important. Uh, some would say, well, no, I probably, some, the highest position could be that of a prophet. You know, you've seen people with their, you know, prophet so-and-so, right? And, and that literally means that they're a person that God speaks to for you or for a group or about what God wants to do. That's a, that's a prophet, all right? Matter of fact, the New Testament definition of a prophet is actually just one that tells about Jesus. Did you know you were prophets? You tell about Jesus. Isn't that what Jesus said? Do y'all remember that? Y'all remember John the Baptist? Come on, are y'all with me? John the Baptist? You know, Jesus actually said he is the greatest of all prophets because he said, huh, here's Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Have you ever thought about that? So, so maybe not, maybe not prophet. So in the South, we might say, well, the highest position in the body of Christ, maybe it's a bishop or maybe it's a pastor or an evangelist. Those are the highest positions, but I don't believe that is true. 
I really don't. Matter of fact, Tony explained this, that even Jesus said that wasn't true. Do y'all remember the graph that, that Tony showed you about how Jesus started out with deity, he was God, he stepped down into humanity, y'all remember that? Does Tony need to come back and do this part, all right? So, he stepped from deity down to humanity, down to a servant, down to a criminal's death. Y'all remember that? Even all of the apostles. <laughs> Give us a hint as to what the highest position, the highest position in the kingdom of God. Let's look at it. In, in Romans 1, 1, Paul says, a servant of, what is he? A servant called to be an apostle. Now get the difference here. The work that he did was the work of an apostle. Does that make sense? He was not an apostle. Oh, don't, don't throw rocks. He said that himself. He said, I am a who serves as an apostle. Do y'all get that difference? He didn't introduce himself as I am the apostle Paul. He introduced himself first as a what? Mm. Well, he's not the only one. Look at this. Philippians says, Paul and Timothy, what? Servants. Of Christ Jesus. So all, now, what do the servants do? Well, I'm, to, I'm called. What I do is I serve the church at Philippi. Is that, do y'all see that? All right, so let's go on. James, a what? Ah, I'm a servant of God where I serve is to the 12 tribes scattered around. Isn't that cool? All right? I, I, I love this. Second Peter, Simon Peter, a what? Oh, y'all are wearing out. Come on. A what? A servant to those who through righteousness of God. He's basically saying to all believers, I am a servant. First and foremost, I am a what? So the highest position, the highest position in the kingdom of God is that of a what? A servant. That's the highest position. Someone who is walking humbly with their God. So many times in the body of Christ, we get hung up on titles. Right? We get hung up on titles. You know, and, and callings and all of that. Can I, can I just tell you, that may be the work that you do, but that's not who you are. We are first and foremost, what? Everybody, some of you can't even say it. Come on, servants. We are servants. The titles that Jesus 
Paul, James, Peter most identified with was that of a that of a servant. And in the kingdom of God, in this upside down kingdom, there is also the highest place. The highest place. Yeah. The highest place. So the highest position is that of a servant. The highest place. Let's look. Uh, and we touched on this uh, uh, before, but I, I love this. It says that they, were, they came to Capernaum. Uh, when he was in the house, Jesus asked them, what were you guys arguing about on, on the road? And we, talk, we dug into this a, a, a few weeks ago, that what were they arguing about? Tony talked about it. They were arguing about who was the greatest. <laughs> I, I read one, one uh, theologian, he said, this was the first pastor's conference. <laughs> Where they were all standing around talking about who had the biggest church. Who was the greatest? Who was the greatest among them? And Jesus calls them out and says, what were you guys talking about? Do you think Jesus knew? Matter of fact, we know that he knew because they really didn't even, you know, they, they didn't have a chance to really, and he, he just jumps back in. Now, here is the victor translation of what Jesus said, and I hope you can grab this. This is the revelation that, that, that when I hear this conversation that Jesus has with his disciples about who is the greatest, here's what I think. Jesus was saying to them, write, write this down. Success in the kingdom of God is not how many people you get under you, but how many you can put over you. <laughs> you want to be great? Get at the back of the line and push people up. That's what Jesus told him. He said, the greatest is that of a servant. That's the greatest. That's the highest. You know? That success, man, isn't that upside down? Yes. That success, how do you know that I'm, that I'm achieving some success in the kingdom of God in this upside down kingdom? It's not about how many people you can put under you. It's not about how big you build your empire. I didn't get any amens on that. It's not about how many people you can have under you, but it's how many people you can what? Put over you. It's how many people can I push up over me? How many can I push up over me? It never fails um, that every time somebody on our speaking team, you know, we have a speaking team, and, and you've heard a bunch of them uh, through the summer, this summer, uh, as we've been digging into this upside-down kingdom. It never fails that when one of them speak, and every one of them have knocked it out of the park, amazing. And it never fails, somebody comes up to me and says something like this. 
man, that Josh, that Tony, that Jared, that Jen, whoever it was, man, they did amazing. Wasn't that a good message? And I'm like, yes, it was awesome. And they're like, you better look out. They're going to wind up taking your job. It happens every time. Somebody says that. And, and, and here's the thing. What if that is my job? What if it is to push everybody else ahead of me? If that means I don't speak at all. Y'all can say amen. It's okay. <laughs> That's success in the kingdom of God. The more you can push above you, that's success. Amen. That's a win. That's a win. Think about that. That is success in the kingdom of God. But can I just tell you, I'm not there yet. Anybody else? I'm not there yet. I want to walk humbly with God. That is a sign. Today we're really talking about how do you know you're mature in the kingdom of God? What does maturity look like in the kingdom of God? Well, it's walking humbly. Amen. Not letting it be about me. And here's the problem. <laughs> I love this as much as I love breathing. I love to speak. I love to dig in the word. I love to present the word. I love everything about this. And the truth is, in my flesh, I don't want to share this stage with anybody. I like this. But God called me to serve the body of Christ. Not just what I love. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not quitting. Some of you are like, what's he saying? <laughs> I'm not quitting. You're stuck with me. But what if you're stuck with me and I don't ever preach? Because I spend all my time pushing people in front of me. Are we okay with that? Spiritually mature? We're okay with that. Because it's growing the kingdom of God, not our little kingdom right here. Are y'all hearing me? I don't know about you, but that don't fit in the South. Am I right? It's not how we do church. But what if that's the kingdom of God? That it really is that success is how many people can I put in front of me? This is so right on. We've, we've looked at the scripture before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flush it out for you, so just breathe. It'll be okay. All right? Um, Philippians, he talks about this. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. 
Rather in what? Humility. Value. Only about half of you could say that. Value who? Others above me. (laughs) Value. Place weight on God's agenda for them above your agenda. That's interesting. It really is. And, and, and let's, let's read on because this is pretty good. Now, remember, that's where we started. Do nothing, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, not looking at your own interest. But each of you to the interest of others in your relationship with one another have the same mind as who? The same mind. We have the same spirit as Jesus. If we are a believer Born again by his spirit. Come on, are y'all, are y'all with me? But how many of you know Victor's mind gets in the way of Jesus' mind? Anybody else? So to have the same mind uh, as Christ Jesus, what did that look like? Well, being in the very nature of God, exactly what Tony talked about, he considered equality with God something to to be you not to be used for his own advantage rather he made himself what nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man he what humbled himself by becoming obedient to the death even a criminal's death on the cross Therefore, do you see this? He stepped down. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess or acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, But do you see the progression? Like I said, Tony talked about this in a a big way. All right? Let me ask you this. Is there anybody in here that would love to go higher in the things of God? Like 10 of us? Come on. Anybody in here, you want to go higher? How many of you would like to go higher in God's joy? Higher in God's peace? How about anybody want to experience his grace even higher? Oh, come on, right? We want to go higher in the things of God. We want to go higher in the things of God. Higher in his presence. Anybody? want to experience his presence in a higher way, in a better 
way. How many of you know that happens when you go lower? <laughs> you want to experience his presence more? You go low. You want to go high in the kingdom of God, experience his grace? You get low. Come on. That's the upside down kingdom. Higher, higher comes by being lower. If you go lower, the scripture says he takes you higher. He takes you higher. The upside down kingdom says if you take the best seat, he's going to show you the back seat. Right? If you try to elbow your way to the top, he's going to put you in the back. Come on. That's the scripture. It is. That, that if, you, if you choose to sit in the back seat, though, he's going to move you to the front seat. Right? You know, if you choose... Is that why y'all sit on the back? <laughs> so, you're like, I'm just preferring others. That's all. I, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it, it is. That's the way it works. If you choose to sit in the back, he is going to give you the preferred seat. That's what he told his disciples. That's what we talked about. He said, if you want to have authority in the upside-down kingdom, you know how you get it? You get under authority. <laughs> That's how it works. In the upside-down kingdom, if you want to have more money and more resources, <laughs> you give more money and resources. Amen. Right? I, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just true. In the upside-down kingdom, if you really want to learn how to live, you got to learn how to die to your flesh. You do. It, it seems opposite, but it is so powerful that when, matter of fact, let's look at a few scriptures. Are y'all ready? Are you? All right, all right. In Job, it says, the lowly he sits on high. Another translation says, the humble he sits on high. And those who mourn are lifted to safety. I like that. In Luke, it says, he has brought down rulers from their throne, but has lifted up the what? Huh. Somebody that thought they were somebody he brought down low. Knocked them right off their little throne. You ever got knocked off your throne? I have a few times. My mom used to do that often, you know. Uh, <laughs> take me off my throne. Anyway, all right. Uh, but the humble, he lifts up. For those who exalt themselves... Oh, look at me. I'm somebody. Students, hear me. Hear me. There's a room full of people that can tell you this truth. 
that this is true. If you exalt yourself and make yourself somebody in your own eyes, you will be humble. And the scripture says, great is the fall. (laughs) And it hurts real bad. Do you know what? You can't fall when you're laying on the ground. That wasn't in your notes. Write that down. That was good. You you cannot fall when you're laying on the ground. But when I put myself on a pedestal, it hurts. Anybody in the room, you know what I'm talking about. It does. For those who exalt themselves will be, not might be, not could be, but what? Will be. Oh, it won't happen to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought too. All right. And those who humble themselves will be what? Exalted. Another one. Wait, let's go, let's go back. Um, they will be exalted. This is kind of a conundrum. Think about it. Some of you are probably already there. You're like, okay, wait a minute. If my heart is to be low, if I truly humble myself, And I get low, and I want to be a humble servant of God. That's a problem. Because the true humble doesn't want to be exalted. When I'm truly humble, I don't want him to exalt me. I don't don't want him to lift me high. I want to stay humble. But the more humble you are, the more he's going to lift you up. But I want to be humble. I don't want to be lifted up. Because the sign of maturity is humility. I want to be humble. I don't want him to lift me up. I don't want him to exalt me. I want to stay humble. I don't want to be in the spotlight. And if I'm humble, why would he want to put me in a higher place? Why would he do that? Because I'm striving to be low. Are y'all hearing me? Here's why. Every scripture that talks about humility says that he's going to lift you up. You get low, I desire to be low, he's lifting you up. That seems like a battle to me. Why would he do that? Why would he want that? Because he knows that the true, humble heart, man, if you don't get anything else, I wanted to dance around the room after I wrote this down, all right? 
But, but grab, grab this. God knows when he lifts up the humble, they push others higher than themselves. Man, that's good. Come on, y'all. Everybody stand up and dance around a little bit. Come on. Come on. Just for me. Just do it. Uh, Sam's got it, y'all. All right? God, God knows. God knows. If Sam can do it, y'all can do it. Come on, everybody. Stand up with Sam. And do it. Do a circle, all right? Come on. Come on. It's all right. <laughs> so, some of you aren't playing. It's all right. All right. All right. You can sit down. Now I know you're awake anyway, right? God knows when he lifts up someone that is truly humble, all they're going to do with their position, with their place in the kingdom of God is push higher other people. Because a humble person puts others in front of themselves. Isn't that what we read? Are y'all hearing that? I love this. I love this. The more, and here's the deal. The more you strive to walk in humility, the more he lifts you up. And the reason he lifts you up is to give you more ability to impact more people to lift them up. Does that make sense? That's the point. So when he, you're walking in humility and he puts you in authority, he only put you in authority so you could lift those that were under your authority higher than you. Come on. At my job, those that, that are under me on the flow chart, <laughs> my job in the kingdom of God is to discover their giftings and where they work the best and do all I can do to push them ahead of me. That's the humble. I mean, just think about that. Think about that. It's so that I can help and lift more people up. That they can function better. Amen. More productive. It's about pushing them ahead of myself. Susan and I, many of you know this, um, but Jesus, it's been a long time ago that we did our first house flip. We just... And since then, we kind of have had a few houses that we'll, we'll buy. And Susan and I love, um, we love taking junk, throwaway stuff. Stuff that people walk in and go, okay, I'm going to throw up now. All right? <laughs> and trust me, I can tell you stories. Um, but we love taking junk. Uh, and turning it into something beautiful. Amen. It's kind of been a hobby on the side, I guess, seven, eight years ago, we did our first one, and it kind of got in our blood, and, and, and so we, we've been, but, but a couple years ago, it just really started growing, 
I'd always kind of done cars and stuff on the side, but I really got into enjoying doing house, fixing up houses and stuff. And uh, as it started growing, and as the market uh, in Mina started growing, um, I, I was like, you know, um, I, I think we're going to do more of this. And, and so my first thought, just being totally transparent, my first thought was, this is going to be, you know, if all goes well, I'm going to be able to work 10 more years really hard, right? It's kind of weird that in 10 years, I'm going to be 67. That's weird to me, all right? But I'm like, so for the next 10 years, I could have an opportunity to maybe, when I'm 70 years old or so, have a retirement. Because I've been in ministry my whole life and really don't have retirement. You know, I don't have a nest egg somewhere or anything like that. And so, so that was our plan, was we're going to flip a few houses, and whatever we make on those houses, we're going to put back so that we'll have enough to eat for a couple of years, right? That was the plan. But as we got into this, we realized that God's plan was different. And that God's plan wasn't so much about us making money on them. God's plan was, for us, it was almost like, okay, I've called you to pastor a community. Part of what you're going to do is fix up one house at a time and give young couples a place to live. And then he started showing me that even greater than that, that what what he's doing in that is not about Victor building retirement, but God has put a group of guys with me now that are working and subcontractors that I work with. And here's what he's showing me. My job is to give it away. Some of those guys that are working with me, you watch. It won't be long. They're going to be my boss. They will. It'll be their business. Some of the subcontractors... It's about, and so for us, it's become about pushing people ahead of us rather than building something for us. Does that make sense? And you know what we found? (laughs) The dollars don't really mean much. If we get done and we've paid bills, we're okay. Because we're building something that other people, and you know what we're seeing is, is God is building multiple businesses around us through this. And it's, it, I'm having a blast. You know, that God, and here's what's happening. As we are faithful, and trust me, we don't do it right all the time, not by any stretch. But as we are faithful, giving it away, he gives us more opportunity. 
right? He lifts us up so that we can do it more, so that we can do it better. So that, are, are y'all hearing me? Yes. It's the same right here at the crossing. Same thing. Same thing. Do you realize that the last 17 years of the crossing is not about building a big church? It's about building big servants. Servants that go into the community and become entrepreneurs serving the people around them. Are y'all hearing me? That the heart, with the heart of humility, he lifts you up. This stage, more and more and more you're going to see it. More and more and more, this stage is not about me talking. This stage is more a platform for me to push people ahead of me. Are y'all hearing me? And my, my prayer is, is that, you know, as this thing grows, there are some people sitting in here that I, I know God has spoken to me and said, God's called them to pastor. God's called them to teach. And I'm going to go ask them to do it. And they're going to run the other way. And the first time they speak may not be real eloquent. But wouldn't it be cool to have such a culture of pushing people ahead of us that the first time they speak in all of their nervousness in all of their bobbling around trying to make sense of what they know God told them to say, at the end, you go, you know what? I don't know what they were saying, but it was awesome. <laughs> when can they do it again? Because it's not about, I'm just going to tell you, if this is the only place you're getting spiritual food, you hungry, starving, Probably anemic. This is where we celebrate what God is doing. Are y'all hearing me? You better be eating in his word on your own all week long. You know? I mean, it's true. So when that happens, it's not about what, well, I didn't get a thing out of that. They didn't even make any sense. If that's you, grow up. You may have been a Christian a long time, but you're still a baby. Because this thing is not what I get out of it. I hear that all the time and it frustrates me. People come here, well, I just wasn't getting anything out of where I was going. What were you given? What were you serving? Are y'all here? That wasn't in my notes. I'm sorry. All right? All right. <laughs> I just believe God is raising up pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets and apostles and all the... Y'all know that wasn't just then. Oh, do we need to talk about that? All that God still wants to operate in today. He does. He does. Hmm. And when we walk 
in the highest place, in the highest position he's promised, we get the highest prize. Oh, wait, that's not on there. Somehow I missed it. Sorry. Write that down, the highest prize. Here's what Paul said. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenly, heavenward in Christ Jesus. What is the prize? Well, about seven verses early, er, he says, this is the prize. And we read this just a couple weeks ago. Here's the prize. Well, I'm going the wrong way. Here's the prize. But whoever, <laughs> but whatever was gained to me, I now consider what? Loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of, everybody say it, knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, and I consider them garbage, or remember the King James says, dung. I actually looked that up this week. I learned something, y'all. This has nothing to do with the message, but I learned something. You know what the word there in the, in the Greek for dung is animal excrement. Dog poop. <laughs> He's saying that all that I have given up, all that the world says I have lost by humbling myself, all of that is like dog poop on my shoe next to knowing Jesus. That's good. That's good stuff. It says, for whose sake I've lost everything, and I do consider it as garbage. Write this down. The more we mature spiritually, the more humble we become. The more we mature spiritually, the more humble we become. It's all about knowing Jesus. What made Paul humble? Knowing Jesus. How did he walk in humility? Because he knew the author of humility. He understood. Did you guys realize every single book of the New Testament, every single book of the New Testament is all about how we can know Jesus? There's not one book in the New Testament that its purpose is not for us to get to know Jesus better. Amen. Come on, do y'all get that? Did y'all know that's even true for the book of Revelation? Yes. The book of Revelation is not about charts and graphs. You can get that out of it if you want to. It's not about who's going to be the Antichrist. It's not about whether we need to build bunkers and save food for the apocalypse. It's not about all of that. The point of it, here's what it says at the beginning of the book. It says, this book 
is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It reveals Jesus in the end. Everything is about knowing him. So the more we mature, we mature in knowing him, the more we know him, the more we really begin to walk humbly. Are y'all hearing me? (laughs) We walk humbly. Do y'all remember this graph that Tony did last week? I talked about it at the beginning of the message that Jesus walked in humility as a servant, started out as God, went to man, slave, then death, and in the scripture we just read said that he was exalted. Some of you sat there when Tony was saying that and going, yeah, but he's Jesus. No real guy can do that. No no real guy, no, no real lady can do that. He was Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's not true. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. The Apostle Paul did it and wrote about it. It's interesting. Follow with me. Are y'all with me? You going to give me five more minutes? Actually, I need to do it in two minutes because I'm running long. Sorry. All right. So, so how many of you know that, that most consider Paul the highest apostle? Mainly because he wrote a third of the New Testament. God took him to the third heaven. I had somebody ask me, what is the third heaven? I'm just like, I don't know. And anybody that tells you they know what the third heaven is, they're lying. Paul went there and couldn't explain it. Anyway, all right, you'll get it later. All right, so Paul, Paul died in 66 AD, all right? He, was, he became a believer in 36 AD. So he walked with Jesus, knowing Jesus for 30 years. Are y'all with me? He knew Jesus for 30 years. So after be, being a Christian, walking with Jesus for 20 years, so 10 years before his death, he actually wrote 1 Corinthians. And look what he said. I am the least of the, it took him 20 years to go from somebody to the least of the apostles. Are y'all hearing me? So 20 years of walking with Jesus, he recognized I am the least of the apostles. Seven years later, Seven years later, so three years before his death, he wrote this, the book of Ephesians, and he says this, although I am the less than the least of all the Lord's people. So, 20 years of walking with Jesus, he's like, I'm the least apostle. 27 years of walking with Jesus, I am the least of God's people. Y'all see that? He went from the least of the apostles to the least of God's people. One year before he died, he had walked with Jesus 29 years. The year before he died, he wrote 1 Timothy 
And he said this, there is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. I'm chief. I'm the worst. So the more mature he got, he went from, I'm the least of the apostles to the least of all saints to whenever I really understand God's grace, I'm the worst sinner on the planet. And as the worst sinner on the planet, he's writing the scriptures. As he went low, God lifted him up and impacted the world today. So you can write that down. 20 years a believer, he was the least apostle. 27 years, come on worship team, you can come on up. He was the least of the believers. And 29 years, he understood, I am the worst of all sinners. I'm the worst. And as the worst, God used him the greatest. Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you will just work it in us. I wonder if right where you said, if you would just think for a moment. We're not done yet. I don't want you leaving. The worship team's going to play. They're going to sing. I don't want you standing up. I don't want you worshiping with them. I want you just to sit because I'm going to come right back and give you one final challenge. But I wonder if there's an area of your life that pride, which is the opposite of humility, tends to work its way in. Where I just look in the mirror and say, you know what, I got it going on. I'm pretty good. I'm the man. I'm the boss. I'm it. I want you just to take a few minutes and just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you areas that you need to repent for. And then just say, Lord, I repent. I repent. Because I want to live in your kingdom. Not mine, but yours.